This is the Coach's Wife Life Podcast, where Kristen Urgel, a longtime TV sports reporter and college football coach's wife, goes one-on-one with her fellow coaches' wives. We will uncover the stories of the strong women who are the backbone of college athletics and athletics of all levels. And now, Coach's Wife Life. I'm so excited to have Julie Knight on with us today. Julie is the wife of Todd Knight, head football coach at Washington Baptist University. I really appreciate you joining me today. Thank you so much for having me, Kristen. I'm excited about this. I am going to read something that I found pretty impressive. Okay, 20 seasons as a head coach at Washita. Your husband, Todd Knight, went undefeated this past year, 12-1, and quarterfinals, conference title. He is now the longest standing, I love this stat, longest standing college head football coach in the state of Arkansas. He led the Tigers to the 2011 Great American Conference Championship. Of course, this year, first conference title in 20 years at OBU that year in 2011. Then in 2014, 2017, 2018, coach of the year, uh, and then AFCA coach of the year. When you hear all of these things that I just rattled off, what goes through your head? You know, Kristen, I'm just very blessed and humbled. God is good, and I know it's by the grace of God and a lot of prayer and support of so many people. We know it's not about us. There's so many people that go into this successful um, streak. Um, But, yeah, just from administration to players who who work so hard, and it it definitely has been a player-led team and a coaching staff who puts in so many hours and, you know, so many people, trainers, managers, um, student support, just all of it. But we're very blessed. And we also know that, um, you know, it's along with this winning, we've had a lot of um, building years. And through those building years, uh, you know, we're we're grateful for those as well because we learned a lot. I learned a lot about adversity. And we also know not to take these wins for granted. Very true. It's just astounding what you've built at OBU, a winning culture, building men of character. You know, if you think about it, if you, I mean, it's hard to kind of mm-hmm. put this kind of things into words, but if you could think of a handful of things that you've watched Coach Knight do that has put that into place, what would those things be? You know, I think you said it, just the building the men of character is really, it, that's where it starts. Um, they really emphasize um, that football is not the most important thing. There, there are things in life that are bigger. And I think Todd and the staff do a great job and they really instill um, faith and family and getting their education and football is going to come. They're going to um, learn the fundamentals of football, but I've seen, I've seen the staff put in what, you know, what's called man school, which just is just um, helping them grow and teaching them just everything they need to know. You know, most of the time it's learned at home, but it's just reemphasizing the things that um, are important um, to being that that total man. And, you know, just through that, um, also just giving back. I think service projects that this team has, has done and um, they, you know, at Christmas time, they raise money for foster children to give them a Christmas and just different things like that. I think, you know, all in all, that's that's going to produce a winning culture and definitely produce winners in life. Definitely does. It gives them perspective when they can think outside of their exactly. own um, their own needs. Now, if anyone knows the state of Arkansas at all, you know mm-hmm. there's some stiff competition for your level of football. I mean, you got what Henderson State, Arkansas, Minnesota, Southern Arkansas. Is Arkansas Tech t- as yeah. well? Yes. What you've done, I mean, that's just in a small radius, what you've done 
which is be the only program in the state of Arkansas to boast 10 consecutive winning seasons. I think it's 11 now, especially when you're having to fight for recruits like you are. That just speaks a lot to how you run your program. It's just attracting athletes and their families. What do you feel special about Coach Knight? The parents and players see on a recruiting visit. Well, you said it. There really are some great schools in this state, a lot of Division two, and it is hard to compete, you know, in recruiting. A, you know, even uh, we're in a conference with Oklahoma schools as well. But um, I do feel like Washita has a lot to offer. Um, and if you ask Todd, he'd say he's a small part of it because it it does take so many people. But but I do feel like they see his heart. I see. They see his passion for what he does, and they see his heart because of his faith. Um, I, I know that that really plays a role in the kind of husband he is, the kind of father and the coach that he is. And um, they just really have built a culture that that OBU has, and instilling that, and a culture of um, just building that total man—the mental, the physical, the spiritual—is really emphasized. And and like I said, Washita has a lot to offer. Um, they. Besides just a great education that they'll receive, it's a, it's the staff who invest in them and the players. Um, you know, the players are our best recruiting tool for sure. Just seeing their camaraderie and the character that they have, and uh, we have so many great alumni and former players who give back, and it's that's that's exciting to see as well. So that sounds kind of like a recruiting spiel, but <laughs> but <laughs> I do mean it. I, it. We really have a hidden gem here at Washington. So. What has made you turn down other opportunities and stay at Washtaw? You know, we, we've always prayed for, for God's guidance and wherever we are and for God to use us. But um, we, it is our family. This is our home. Washtaw is where we met. Um, Arkansas is our home. Our family's here. And being able to raise our kids pretty much here. Our daughter, our oldest, was in second grade when we moved here. So that's it's been a blessing to, to be here. And um, just a great community here in Arkadelphia. Um, just great, a great school, like I said before. Um, and just being able to stay connected with friends who come back, great alumni, and just we're we're very blessed to be a part of of this great university. Okay, so how did you meet Todd Knight? Well, like I said, we met here. Um, it was my freshman year, his sophomore year. He played football at Washita. He was on the offensive line and. We had class together. We had a personal finance class together, um, and I'm pretty sure he sat right behind me, but I saw him that first day of class and maybe intentionally sat in front of him. <laughs> but, um, we, I, I just I remember him asking to borrow my notes. He, I think he was drawing up plays on his notebook while I was taking notes, and we, we studied together a few times. And then our first date was actually to the – uh, the president of Washtenaw's home, he would have the players over before the season for ice cream and brownies and players could ask a date. And um, we went on that date and, you know, dated ever since four years of dating and this July will be 32 years of marriage. So. Wow. 32 years. That's incredible. Yeah, Does it seem I like know. it's gone fast? It has gone by really fast. It really has. You have to be proud of your three children, Casey, Spencer, Jake. We were at Washtenaw with y'all underneath y'all for, a year yeah they were so young when we were there uh-huh. maybe elementary school. oh yeah Something probably like elementary casey might have been in middle school or junior high but yeah when they were here that's that's you wouldn't recognize her now so yeah <laughs> so where are they now what are they doing um let's see casey they all graduated from washita so we were blessed to have them go to school right here in town 
Um, Casey is in Little Rock, is a speech therapist um, working at a nursing home rehab facility there. Um, Spencer actually is coaching with, under us uh, with Todd and coaching receivers. He's married to a WASHTA graduate, um, Megan, who's a physical therapist here in town. And Jake, our youngest, just got married last summer, and he's um, an insurance agent in Little Rock. And his wife, Kelsey, is a WASHTA grad as well and um, about to get her master's in speech pathology. So, yeah, we're glad that they're all really close by and just continue to support and come to games and we get to see them quite a bit. All three, highly successful. I know one of your sons was honored for being on the Good Works team while in college. I mean, there's a lot of times that you had to do a lot of things alone, kind of raising them as he's spending a lot of time away. What advice would you give a younger coach's wife who is kind of nervous right now? Like, how am I handling all this? Is, you know, what do I need to focus on instilling in them? What kind of things did you try to focus on um, when you're raising yours and you felt like you were a single parent? Yeah, just really lots of prayer and just really instilling them that strong faith and um, the core values and morals. Um, but, you know, I think it's, especially in this profession, I, you know, I, and the, one of the reasons I love this profession is our kids do get to see their dads a lot and seeing what they do and, and being involved and going to the practice field. I, you know, our kids grew up on, running around in the practice field and I still love to see that today with our coaches' families. But, um, but really just getting plugged in and, you know, especially if in your if you're in a new community, getting plugged in to um, get to know other people, um, get plugged into a church, um, you know, other coaches' wives, just just having that bond with them and being around the other kids as well. But, you know, definitely those things are very important. I remember being on your staff, you had three busy kids. I didn't have any kids at the time. I had no idea what your life was mm-hmm. doing. Uh, <laughs> made us a priority. You know, you celebrated each wife's birthday. What are some special things you've enjoyed doing for your staff over the past 20 years? Oh, well, I definitely think it's important just to to stay unified with the staff and to make everyone feel special. But yeah, we did do birthdays. I, we don't do that as much anymore, but we do try to get together for lunches. I um, you know, it just depends on everyone's schedules and everyone is so busy, but we do try to get together as a staff. Um, the last few years, we've had potlucks on some Sunday nights when it, during the season when it's so busy. We just have everyone bring a dish and, you know, enjoy just time together. Um, you know, we've done that. We've done Bible studies, um, just different things to to try to stay connected and encourage one another, celebrating births of babies, um, you know, throwing those showers, doing whatever. We just, we love to get together. Um, and again, um, just encouraging those families to, to come to practice and, and they're all going to be supportive and come to games. But, but that's one of my favorite things to see and seeing the kids out there just having a good time and being a part. Now, do you have a mentor in this business? There are definitely a lot of mentors in this business for me. Um, uh, you know, have witnessed so many, but as far as being under a coach and their wife, when we were at UTEP, um, David Lee was the head coach and his wife, Lynn, was just a great example for me. Um, She had four kids at the time, raising four kids, and she would have us into our home on Sunday afternoon during the season, and we would have a prayer time and just a time of encouragement for each other. And I think she definitely helped prepare me to be a head coach's wife. We left there to go to Delta State 
And I think she was just such a great example and influence to me for sure. You've been a head coach's wife for a long time now. Do you, have you counted the years? I have. You know, I guess it's 26 years. So yeah, we're going on 27, I guess. So yes. And yeah, that, it, it has been a while. So it has. <laughs> Did you ever expect um, to be a head coach's wife and then to be one for so long? I mean, there's a lot of times. No, and the, you know, not so young either. Because yeah, I think Ty was 28 maybe when he got the head coaching job. So, I, you know, I was very fortunate to be in a situation where I could see what that was like. And I, I still don't think I was ready at the time, but I, but I learned along the way. And that it's, it's definitely been a blessing. When you look back, this career is still unfolding. I mean, you guys mm-hmm. are back-to-back titles now. But if you look back and you think, wow, what are some things that you close your eyes at night and go, gosh, I'm just – so thankful for that. What memories stand out to you as you look back on the coaching career? There really are a lot of memories and just, I would have to say the relationships along the way, whether it's through, you know, coaching, it's, it's such a small world that you can turn on the TV at any, any game day and you're thinking, you, you have some connection with a coach or their wife there and just the friendships that were made along the way. And we lived, you know, like I say, we've, we've been blessed to be in Arkadelphia for 20 years, but we also live in Cleveland, Mississippi, and El Paso, Texas, and just still stay connected with a lot of the people there just from being involved in, in the community or in church, and it just um, those memories are really special, but if I had to say a, a special memory as far as in football and through the seasons, I, I think back to our 2011 season for a lot of reasons, but just, you know, all the building years that we had here and kind of the, the struggles before those wins came, the winning seasons came. It was that season that we were a game away from winning the conference title, the first one since we had been here. And all of our kids were able to be um, pretty much involved. Casey was a junior. She was on the dance team at Washita and Spencer was playing fullback for us. Jake, our youngest, was in high school, but, you know, on the sideline, you know, running the balls, doing whatever he could. So, they were really plugged in, and I just remember the Friday night before that game, I was at home, and the team was already – we were playing Oklahoma team, Southeast Oklahoma, but um, he called, and he said, Mom, I need you to bring a change of clothes for Dad. And, he said, and I knew what that meant. I just – I said, well, okay. And he said, we've had a player-led meeting. We're, we're going to win this game, and Dad's going to get the best Gatorade bath he's ever gotten. So oh, it's just wow. – just kind of a flood of memories of just, you know, what it took to get us to that point, the players that led the way and that, you know, they might not have seen the results of the wins, but just, you know, really just a flood of emotions and that our kids could be that involved and plugged in during that time. I just, I saw God's hand in it for sure. And just felt very blessed, kind of an overwhelming thing. That's a, that's a memory that sticks with me. And Along with so many more. I'm kind of tearing up. That's special that your son <laughs> recognized that. And oh, I well, love yeah, but what a story. <laughs> now I know your son is coaching football, Spencer. Uh, I have yeah. to ask: Is it more nerve-wracking to be the wife of a coach or a mother of a coach? Well, I would have to say the most nerve-wracking would probably be uh, the mom of a son who's playing for your husband (laughs) or just really both most of my sons that play football um Spencer played um in high school and college and Jake played both baseball and football in high school and he played baseball in college but just you know them playing and you know Jake was a center in high school that's a nerve-wracking position so 
that might have been more nerve-wracking than than anything so but Spencer coaching here is just it's been a blessing and it's been a great thing just just the regular nerves that kind of go along with with every game I think with that I know all of us kind of face this but you know you're in the stadium and not every decision everybody agrees with exactly. how do you handle all that when you start hearing noises from the crowd like ah what are you doing playing that or what was that call I mean how do you how do you handle that because you're sitting right there with everybody right well that's one thing I do do to try to handle it is we we kind of are coaching wives um, do kind of separate ourselves we sit at the top away from most most of the fans, we still like to be plugged into the fans because I love hearing a crowd and I love that. But yeah, there, you know, there are going to be some negative things said. I have to, but for the most part, our fans are pretty good. I will have to say, but I do have to remind myself that, you know, they want to win, maybe not as bad as we do. And they may not realize that, you know, everything that's gone into every play call and all that, but, but they're passionate about it. I do have to remind myself that and just, you know, try to take it with a grain of salt for sure. There's a lot of long hours in coaching. What are some things that you do that you find fulfilling while he spends so much time recruiting and game planning? Where the kids were home, I was so involved in, in their activities, taking them and watching their sporting events or whatever they were involved in, volunteering in their schools, um, you know, and Todd was involved in that too. He really didn't miss many events that the kids were in, if he could help it. Um uh, but now that they're out of the house, you know, I do try, I still volunteer as much as I can. Um, I do still um, sponsor the Gridiron Girls that, that are a group of girls that do things for the for the team and support them and help during the season for, you know, prospective players and stuff. I'm involved in Bible study and um, just, I always still, I still try to meet the kids for lunch or do things, um, see them as much as I can. also have sisters in, close by that I, uh, can meet for lunch and, and do different things like that when Todd is um, busy and involved in his, in whatever with recruiting or whatever. What's the most surprising task that you've handled as a head coach's wife that would surprise people that you had to take care of? Being on this podcast would surprise most people. <laughs> They're going to think, <laughs> what? This is not something that you would normally do, but I just, um, I definitely consider myself more behind the scenes. I'm, I'm going to do whatever I can to support for sure. And um, but I do think coaches' wives wear a lot of hats. There, there's a lot of things that, that are done, not um, specifically by me. Uh, you know, we have a great group of assistant wives who, who plug in and do whatever, whether it's working, you know, helping with camps in the summer or helping with recruiting. Um, you know, they have the players over to eat. Just, um, you know, decorating for banquets that we have. Just a lot of things that, that are involved, but I definitely am going to, do whatever I can to support and help um, help where I can. What do you think is the most rewarding part of being a coach's wife? By far, it's the relationships that, that are built with players, with their family. Um, seeing these players get their degree, um, start their careers, and just uh, start, you know, get married, start their families, and some of them, you know, and for sure those text those emails I think all coaches wives can agree that this is the most rewarding just stopping by and saying coach thank you so much for what you taught me and what a difference it made for me to be in your program and you know I've always said that there are just so many life lessons taught in the game of football and this profession is definitely a calling and I just feel very blessed to be a small part of it fast five questions for you you ready oh okay I guess so sure 
if you were able to hop on a Learjet, you and Coach Knight, where would you tell the pilot to go? Oh, any beach, some beach somewhere for sure. If Coach Knight surprised you with concert tickets, what band do you think he would take you to see? Not a band, but um, our first concert when we were dating was Lionel Richie, and we would go back to hear him any day. Okay, everybody has this. Something in your house that you probably need to get rid of, but you just don't end up throwing away. What would that be? You know, probably all that keepsake coaching gear that through the years that we've given up. Now it's probably considered retro, but it's it, it adds up. But we probably won't ever throw that away. There's lots of good memories there. It's three o'clock. You haven't planned dinner. What are you going to whip up? Probably spaghetti. That's Todd's favorite. And if I have everything on hand, that's what I would make. Okay. Coach is an away game. You watched it online. You didn't get to go, but now you're going to binge watch some shows. What are you going to pick? Well, most of the time I'm going to be at that game, but <laughs> but if it possibly couldn't, or if he was away for something else, I'm probably going to watch some kind of romantic comedy or a hallmark that's something he won't watch with me much <laughs> that's that's what i would watch without him definitely thank you so much julie for sharing your stories insight just love getting to visit with you again yes it's so great to hear from you Kristen. thank you so much for having me make sure to subscribe to the coach's wife life podcast and for a replay of this episode or previous episodes visit coacheswifelife.org and follow us on social media at coacheswifelife